Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Warrior Monk Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, I want to say thanks for giving the Warrior Monk Podcast a shot. If you are a returning listener, I want to say thank you for staying with us. 2020 has been a challenging year. There has been a lot of opportunities to try to get stuff done, a lot of obstacles in the way at the same time, not just with all the stuff going on with COVID, but uh, me and my personal life trying to get prepared for transitioning out of military lifestyle. And uh, this is something that I've been wanting to do for quite a while is get on Mike Cursina from Spotter Up. Uh, Mike's an awesome guy. He really reached out to me back in the first days of me starting with the Warrior Monk podcast and provided some online mentorship and some guidance on what I was doing with my thing. I had a lot of overlap, a lot of like-mindedness in the mindset behind Warrior Monk podcast and with Spotter Up. If you guys don't know Spotter Up, spotterup.com, they are a multimedia veteran owned operated and run website providing all sorts of different gear reviews podcasts Uh, they have amazing t-shirts stickers pretty much you pretty much name it for the warfighter law enforcement veteran community Uh, they've got something for you so please uh, make sure you go over to spotterup.com and check out what they got to offer Uh, I'm talking with Mike in this episode about his recent publication, his book, We Fight Monsters, which has been a culmination of all his little tidbits that he's been putting out over Instagram over the years. I'll let him speak more to it, but it took about almost a year for us to finally get together and make this thing happen. So thanks, Mike, for joining me on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you go over to Facebook and Instagram and give the Warrior Monk podcast a follow. Check out some of the content. Uh, that's on there. That's where I'm posting most of the information for future releases for the Warrior Monk podcast and more information for content to come. All right, guys, without further ado, here we go with Mike Christina at Spotter Up. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Warrior Monk podcast. Lance here, and I'm super excited today because I've got Mike Christina of Spotter Up uh, here to join me. We've been going back and forth via emails and on social media trying to arrange to make this happen. But finally, you know, it's 2020, lots of sides, lots of sidelining, lots of stuff being thrown at you this year that you didn't expect and trying to work around. But we're finally here in December before the end of 2020, making it happen. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, man. Hey man, my pleasure. It's uh honor to be here. You and I get along real well, and uh, it's good that we can actually talk about some of the things that we have some uh, common interest in. So great. Absolutely, man. And and through this year, I've I've been flipping through your your new book, We Fight Monsters, which has been kind of a a culmination of of everything you've kind of put out. Uh, words of wisdom, uh, collective thoughts uh, over your time doing Spotter Up. Uh, but before we get into that, I, I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of introduction on yourself and uh, how Spotter Up came about, and feel free to kind of make it as brief or as in-depth as you like. Sure. I'll just give um, a short one because people can find out more about me online. But uh, Spotter Up came out of my friend, uh, my own frustrations working with people, and I thought uh, I was looking at a lot of the platforms out there were putting out information on hiking or camping or fighting or whatever, and I thought, well, you know what, I'll throw my uh, name in there. And so I came up with a platform called Spotter Up, which is spotting solution to a problem, you know, comes from a sniper spotter um, uh, pairing. And so it's spotting a solution to a problem, not just yours, but to other people. And then couched in that was this idea of the whole man. And so I'll I'll get back to that. But uh, for me, um, you know, some years in the military, not a very spectacular career. And, uh, you know, an amateur writer, poet, whatever you name it, I've done it, failed at it, succeeded in some areas. And that's where you get Spotter Up. So the whole man concept is really what I 
termed the gunfighter, writer, wild man, monk. And that is the man of action, man of intellect, man of emotion, and man of spirit. And so it's, you know, my way of saying don't be a one-dimensional person. You know, yeah, sure, you can shoot, you can bench, you know, 400 pounds, but can you write, can you read? And can you take something that you've actually read and can you break it down from the complex to the simple and then go ahead and explain that to someone else? And so it was my way of rebranding the Renaissance man of old. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was my way of rebranding what I'd seen out there and what I've seen culture today drift away from, which was uh, honoring the warrior concept and this fast food mentality that a lot of people struggle to fit in um, and, and digest. Absolutely. And that uh, whole man con- concept that Spotter Up, you know, really represents, uh, resonated with me a lot starting the Warrior Monk uh, podcast and this project that I'm doing because it's it's mm-hmm. really based around that same concept too of not being one dimensional and, and finding balance in who you are and trying to be multifaceted and skilled in multiple areas and, and mm-hmm. not, not being the one trick pony that uh, it seems like so many people, uh, especially if you start to look at people that are uh, famous or, or get a lot of attention really are. Mm-hmm. Sure. Definitely sure. touched home with, with me. And I think it's, it's, it's awesome that that's kind of the, the, the model that you guys run with in Spotter Up. Yeah, so Spotter Up itself, uh, SpotterUp.com, for people who don't know, we also have a Spotter Up Shopify. SpotterUp.com has about... Uh, 2,500 to 3,000 articles. There's about 35, 40 writers that contribute. Uh, SEALs, Rangers, SWAT, Recon, um, you know, shooters, uh, athletes, all, all walks of life. And they may even be all of those at one time, um, but they contribute. And we have articles on writing, um, you know, PTSD, combat, killing, drinking, shooting. Uh, we offer training. And so really it offers a plethora of information in a very digestible format for people. Um, and uh, so you can go on there and you can go through over 1,000 gear reviews. And so you want to know what the new iPro, EarPro, or the new boot is, uh, we probably have it up there. We've probably reviewed it and we've given you our take on it. So SpotUp is something that started as my way of venting or writing um, and also try to impart my knowledge on people and hopefully they walk away with some wisdom. Uh, but SpotUp is a really a community now uh, where people are buying the book and wearing the shirt and they feel that they're paying their money for something that is palatable. That's not mm-hmm. this cliche with the tropes and everything else, you know, skulls and guns and chicks and bikinis, but something that's a little more mature and a little more uh, aligned with their own philosophical views. Right. Yeah. And it definitely resonates because we so, see so much of that. I mean, there's so many uh, veteran owned t-shirt companies and, you know, they have whatever their shtick is, but uh, something I really appreciate about spotter up is, is it's, it is more mature, like you said, and it's uh, it's, it's approaching it from more of a, a an adult uh, mindset in my opinion. And not, not that there isn't a time to, to you know, to make, crack jokes and, yeah, and have the comedy absolutely. too. Uh, there's definitely a need for that, but I don't see the, the, the niche there as much with people really uh trying to bring that maturity to you mm-hmm. know what what the veteran or what the warrior has to offer bringing back to society mm-hmm. you know after after he's he's done fight he or she is done fighting the war mm-hmm. yeah great absolutely you don't want to be an adam sandler or jim carrey doing the same <laughs> joke over and over james uh, same shtick like jerry lewis the while you get tired and said i've been doing comedy for 30 freaking years the same darn character and i don't even need to learn you know go to an acting coach so what do you do afterwards and that's right. really what it is um you know spot up is helping people immerse themselves in society in a way uh, just by adding 
um, to their some adding some value to their life, whether it's through our podcast or YouTube or something, a shirt, and saying, "Look, and don't be one dimensional." Um, he did this in the past, but it's time to do something else new. And hopefully, you're getting something from us. And I'm not saying, "Hey, look, we do need." t-shirt companies that are doing something different from us or else we're, we're all going to be cookie cutter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, t-shirt companies doing the same spot up stuff. So, you know, we need many, many different things. I'm a huge believer in capitalism. Hey, make it work. It's just not uh, something I want to do right now. I've done it before and I'm looking to do something a little more uh, deeper, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a big, big, uh, big thing. Spot up is trying to be. Yeah. So I want to transition then from that kind of on just what Spotter Up has been to We Fight Monsters, which has mm-hmm. been a, a collection, I guess. I don't even know how many how many months or years you've been collecting kind of these these little uh, thoughts and, and mementos together into this into this book. But where did We Fight Monsters, where did it really start and how did it kind of evolve into a, a publication? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. You know, um, Ball was scribbled. And uh, I got on Instagram, didn't even know what I was doing on Instagram. I said, eh, I'll throw it I out. still don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, I created some memes and I wrote some of my thoughts down. And those memes were, uh, you know, my quotes. I didn't want to copy other people and just mm-hmm. regurgitate, repost whatever the people were doing. And that's work, that works too. There's some funny stuff out there that's reposted. But I wanted to come from me and uh, I wanted to be original. And I also wanted to be something that made people think they could mm-hmm. agree or disagree with my aphorisms. They could agree or disagree with some of my maxims. Um, and you know, if they want to debate fine, but I wanted people to think about it. So, uh, about four and a half, five years ago when I got on Instagram, I wrote, and I've got about 500 quotes now that are mine that are original and, um, some short thoughts, um, that four or five years down the road, my wife says, uh, why don't you do a book? And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? And so it took me about two weeks to call it all together, bring it all together and um, clean it up. And I know there's a lot of errors, grammatical errors, syntactical errors, things I, I'd like to change. I don't think any writer's really happy with what they put out. I've looked at it. The first edition was, you know, um, that speaks, you know, to the warrior, you know, instead of speaks, so the plural uh, verb. And so I've had to make some changes. Uh, am I happy with what I put out? Yeah. Uh, could I do better? Absolutely. Um, but I do get letters from people all over the world, man, telling me that it has helped them get out of some dark places. It's very surprising and shocking to me because I didn't know. I didn't know if my stuff was good or bad. I just put it out there. No idea. It was fantastic. I didn't think it was a magnum opus. Didn't think it was some Tolstoy, you know, War and Peace or anything else. But uh, yeah, um, wrote it for in about four and a half years. Just my quotes. Put it together, and I'm working on a couple other books that we can talk about too. Oh, great! So you, you've got more, mm-hmm. more that you're you're pouring out on into the creative yeah, process. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it hit home for me a lot because uh, I mean, I guess I was a little bit of a weird kid, but I got really into uh, samurai culture mm-hmm. uh, and history when I was a teenager, and, and read Hagakure, and when I was in high school, and you know, just like having those little tidbits that are, mm-hmm. you know, it, in some ways, it almost, you know reflects in, in in scripture and the way you can just read a line or two and then stop you know mm-hmm. it just may not have context to the line right 
blow it, but you can just kind of have a couple lines and then reflect on it and think about, and what is the deeper meaning of that? And, you know, how does it translate to your life? How does it translate to your experiences and stuff? And I, I really like that style of writing. Cause it's, it's almost like, you know, it's not like right prose reading where you, you, you're going mm-hmm. through a story and it, you know, you get sucked into chapters mm-hmm. of it. Sometimes you can just pick it up for a couple minutes, read a couple things and think about it and then, you know, come back to it at a, at a different time. And I, I, I kind of like that style, especially, you know, in the, the busy lifestyle that we have too, where like, although I still try to do it from time to time, sitting down to read for an mm-hmm. hour, it seems like it's harder and harder to do these days. It is, it is, but it is good. You, you get uh, one quote, you read it, you uh, scrutinize it, you know, and then you um, try to just digest it and see how does it apply to my life? Maybe it doesn't apply to my life, but if there's some kernel of truth in there, if there's something in there that can help you, great. Or it can help someone else. You know, you may not think about it, um, uh, every day, but they might jump at you one day when you're really in need and it just comes out and you remember it's like, wow, man, that that's, uh, something I remember and it gets you through a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely been facets of it and stuff that's I've, I've reflected on from my own experiences in the military and in life and relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's definitely mm-hmm. helped me, especially, and I think I sent you a message too this, this past year with dealing with some of my stuff and career transition, all that stuff too, where it's, there's been, and in 2020, this year has been challenging for everyone. So yeah, oh yeah man, it's been crazy. <laughs> some, some places to find some, some motivation for sure. Um, and talking about that, like mentioning Hager Curry and stuff like that, this writing tradition in, in mm-hmm. war, warrior societies is really big. If you, you know, you're sure. talking about the Japanese, talking about the Greeks, um, mm-hmm. why do you think that's so important for, to, for warriors to kind of have this reflective art form in, in writing and in poetry? Well, as a culture itself, as a community itself, um, it's very important. You know, if this is true, that the Spartans didn't have a written, you know, um, language, right, that they, they put out there. You know, they had writers and poets and artists and that kind of thing. And if it's true, then they were absorbed by the Athenians and they disappeared. You know, they right. they didn't have their own voice. So um, as a culture, it's important. But as a warrior, it's even more so important because um, a lot of a culture is what? It's changed by the artist, right? The poet, mm-hmm. the writer, the uh, singer. So if you look at, uh, you know, Nietzsche, or if you look at, um, you know, uh, Van Gogh, right? Some of these paintings and how we are greatly influenced by it. Uh, Jung, any of these people who have these philosophies and thoughts uh, that come out of what? The Germanic culture or the English culture or something or Japanese culture. So writing is really important because, you know, writing helps men understand what their deeper thoughts are. Uh, writing uh, is something else that preserves your legacy, Right. So uh, writing is uh, proof of your work. People can scrutinize it and they can criticize it and they take it apart and say, you're a moron. Or they can say, wow, this guy's really, truly brilliant. The other thing about writing is just like uh, the plays, right? Agamemnon or uh, The Rape of the Lock or, um, you know, uh, it's a way to entertain others. So Candide or uh, whoever, um, you know, Oedipus uh, Rex, um, you know, writing equips us with the communication skills and thinking skills that we need to fight against other people in debates. Um, writing uh, expresses who we are as a person. Who, who am I? You know, you, I have my own style. So your style, my style will be different. Mm-hmm. And we probably come at a problem differently, but we arrive at the same conclusion, perhaps. But it expresses who we are, our own style. And there's our, uh, the other thing about writing is refining our ideas. So when I write something, and I'll, I'll be transparent here. When I write a meme, that's five minutes. I don't spend 40 minutes on a, on a meme. Um, I, I just write it out from my heart. And sometimes I go back and edit and change it. But sometimes, uh, most times, I don't. And I'm pretty happy about that because it's not edited heavily. Uh, maybe I'll change a word of vast 
in, you know, into uh, large or expansive or something like that. Um, writing is essential to becoming a good reader. And I'd say, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me is it preserves your ideas and memories. So who's Mike Christina? Who are, who's Lance? And so writing is very important uh, for a culture to be preserved and writing for a writer, a poet, or any of those creating a song is so important. Um, it's convinced that you existed, that you were here, that you didn't just pass. And hopefully if your writing is good enough, that from generations on from now till, you know, whenever millennia, um, you will be remembered. That's a hope. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, do, you, do you think this is a, this is an art form or a skill that's, you know, it's kind of being lost in our modern societies. I mean, it, you can talk about the warrior aspect of it and, and mm-hmm. people, you know, on that side of things, but even in general, I mean, I know, I think, you know, I think about some of the best uh, songs ever written in a lot of times. I, I grew up on classic rock a lot because my parents yeah, me too. love it, man. <laughs> and, you know, you, you, you just, you can read some of the lyrics of, you know, you know, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd sure. and stuff like that. And in a lot of the, the stuff that's quote unquote popular today, I mean, I mean, we got, I'm not knocking her, but we've got Cardi B, you know, and like the, mm-hmm. what is the, the depth of there is it, yeah, there what's is being marketed to the sure. people now as art? Yeah. I mean, art is really, it's really funny. Cause I saw today, I think it was Ralph Lauren released a bunch of military apparel. That's just a rip off of what's out there already. Right. Military <laughs> right. times covered it. And I mean, what is really art? I mean, I remember my brother's walking around Germany and they, uh, this fashion magazine stopped and they were taking pictures of guys on the street. My brother just looked cool, man. So they put him in there, but you know, what is it? I mean, fashion is on the street and then it gets ripped off and then someone else is pushing it out. And so, you know, you, can pretend all you want that you're from the street, but the more and more you get into industry, you lose a sense of who you are and what you are. Even in writing, man, they prostitute everything, even movie writing, right? Script writing. It becomes so, um, uh, so many people contributed, four or five script writers contribute to your original idea. It's no longer even yours. And some people like uh, Kurt Vonnegut or some of these other writers, they say, I want nothing to do with it. You know, uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? He wanted nothing to do with the movie, even though, um, you know, Alan Moore, he, he, he created it. So art is fascinating. I mean, and a lot of art I've always felt comes through the greatest kind of art comes through some type of pain. Um, And uh, so many songs are written on love. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. And some of the greatest songs are from what Led Zeppelin, you know, America, you know, um, and it has changed. So writing as it was hundreds of years ago, as bards, right. Shakespeare, anyone else, um, some of these singers, it has become fast food. Now, does it exist? Yeah. Good writing is still yeah. out there. Good songs are still out there. We're less likely to hear them because the platforms on Spotify or anywhere else is not going to pick it up as much. And it's an industry where you're going to sell a lot. And that's another complex conversation to have. But sure. does it exist? There are pockets of people who write, and there's going to be someone who's going to rise up to the top. We'll have another um, Hemingway or another Fitzgerald or another um, you know, fantastic writer that will, like uh, Dostoevsky, will rise to the top again and really impress their values upon other people and change. It'll be a shift. It'll be great. Sure. Looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Um, are there any quotes, particularly in the book, that you'd you'd kind of want to talk about or ones that have gotten really popular or anything like that? Kind of talk about the state of mind you were in or, or particular sure. life experiences that really reflected in the, in the writing? I've got a lot of quotes. Um, you know, one of the more popular ones has been the War Buddha shirt that we do. It's got a quote. It's uh, hold peace in your heart, violence in your hands, and a plan of action in your mind. So that's a popular one. Another one has been um, 
Men like swords could be forged in fire. Those who change with every burning become the most formidable weapon. So those are two. Um, one, I'm going to read it here because I can't remember, but I do love it. Ah, we bring boys to be sheep and allow wolves to be shepherds. And if we don't right that wrong, we're going to have a nation of weak hearts when it's time to fight the heartless. So those are three that I wrote about, and they all come from different you know, points of view mm-hmm. that I had. Um, but with the first one was really just my persona. I mean, I'm a pretty goofy guy. I'm a dork, man. I mean, I'm just a nice, goofy guy. And I, I love everybody, man. But, you know, I'm not going to be a carpet for anyone either. If you're reading right. my post, you'll kind of see my background. I'm just not going to be a carpet. And I think we all should be like that. I think every warrior monk should be uh, a person who uh, devotes himself to, to, to some kind of goodness in this world and, and to fight against evil, you know. And so that's where that quote comes so comes from. From whole peace in your heart, violence in your hands, and a plan of action in your mind. The one with um, every sword can be reforged. No, I'm sorry. Um, all men like swords. Uh, that one is just, I think, a process all of us go through the gristmill in life. And uh, those who snap or break or get brittle are those who just didn't know how to change. Mm-hmm. You know, the life is flux. And if you don't know how to deal with flux, you're going to be in big trouble. That's a, really a classic example of resiliency, right? Like you, yeah. you have to you have to step on the hot coals in order to mm-hmm. for the feet to be hardened to to, to walk through life. And it's, right. It's something that I think that a lot of people these days don't understand as much. I mean, we, we talk about stress a lot and anxiety right. a lot in, in modern society, especially in, in Western society. And it's like we don't have the same pressures and stressors as we used to because we're not being chased by predatory animals. We don't have to worry about uh, uh, marauding uh, raiders coming in the middle of the night to kill. That happens to me every night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess depend, depending on 2020 has been been a strange year. Weird. It's been a weird year. Man. But typically, uh, you're not you're not worried about that kind of thing. But we kind of have this chronic uh, background stress that everyone's you know constantly, uh, I guess, being exposed to and never getting any kind of flux of that mm-hmm. you know heating and cooling that 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 makes mm-hmm. the blade harder. Um, and it seems like it's it's getting to people. And it's, I don't know if it's because they don't comprehend that, you know, the mentality about it is that like you to kind of fight through stress and come out of it stronger. If it's just that we're not used to the type of stress that we're getting now in everyday society, what do you think? I think um, this has been with us for millennia. I mean, honestly, it's just uh, packaged differently. So, uh, and there's always going to be people who are asleep. You know, one of those is uh, talking about like Colin Wilson, you were going to ask me about a book I recall in. You know, Colin Wilson talked about peak experiences. You know, you had Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is Maslow mm-hmm. talked about food, air, and water. And way at the top is what? Self-actualization, right? So mm-hmm. how you reach up, you become self-actualized. And that's what I kind of promote in Spot Up is how do you live vitally? How do you live in a way that um, isn't the everyday life, right? Wipe your bottom, blow your nose, go to work, eat your lunch, you know, hate your job and go home and beat your kids for whatever you're going to do. How do you live in a way that um, you're a fully functioning adult and you're happy? And so that's what I kind of promote the whole man. Mm-hmm. And there are always going to be those people who just walking with their face down, looking at the ground and not really thinking about those things. And there's other people who are going to walk up and look at the sky, and look at the stars and, uh, you know, conjecture and wonder what's out there. And, and so there are a couple of those people and those are the ones who are going to change the culture. They're going to deal with the pounding. They're going to deal with uh, the grist mill and they're going to, um, you know, survive. 
And some of it's through training. You can take mm-hmm. classes and courses and learn how to deal with anxiety um, and depression and those things. And I don't know if you can actually induce peak experiences. Um, Colin Wilson thought you could, but I, I think that uh, it comes at you randomly. And there, there are those moments of peak experience where you muse just like uh, you know Van Gogh or something like that, and you learn something out of it. Right. And you usually get those big moments when you're under a lot of stress, uh, whether it's combat or whatever it may be, or a heart, heartbreak uh, through a divorce or something. As when you begin to, well, it's in Ecclesiastes, right? Better go into a house of mourning than a house of joy, for that's where you learn, right? Mm-hmm. So through those issues is when you become, yeah, if you're an aware person to some degree, a better person or a more mature person, you, you learn something. Right. And that comes to another point, which is about mysticism. And I'd said that with Jack Donovan, which is mysticism is where you come to an understanding of something through transcendence, even though you cannot describe the process of how you got there. Uh, yet on the other side, you have something which is, and I don't like the word religion, but you know, religion is uh, the ritual, the process to how you can get to that moment of transcendence, sure. that understanding despite the training and despite all the, you know, things you've experienced. Mm. Well said, man. Um, I sidelined you there, but um, that third quote too, about, uh, mm. about the, sh- the shepherd. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, we, 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 boys to be sheep. That's right. really the woke culture right now. And we have mm-hmm. this large conversation that we should have, which is on masculinity and the culture today and how everyone is offended by everything. And this is, Covered by, you know, uh, George Orwell, Eric Blair, right? 1984. It's covered by Aldous Huxley, you know, in A Brave New World. It's covered by all these writers that really know what's going on in the world. And we're seeing it happening right now, which is people trying to stifle speech. And we're, wait, we're raising people to be very weak. People are very offended at everything mm-hmm. until, you know, what else can't offend you because you've been offended by everything in the dictionary. Um and it's just ridiculous. And so there are a lot of people out there who are going to be eaten alive, man. They are not preparing the homes. They're not raising their children. They're not uh, preparing um, the people around them that they know for defeat or uh, success. They just drift and not in my household, you know. So, but that's the uh, culture, this uh, really lazy buffet mentality culture that picks and chooses what it wants and it discards the most important part mm. uh, it's a spiritually dead culture that forgets its uh values what's real values right that that last quote too uh and i don't know if this is what you intended but it makes me think a lot too about the how important it is especially for for young men as they're developing you know from boys to men to have not a negative influence in their life you know that talking about masculinity and again we can go down the rabbit hole there but the word mm-hmm. toxic masculinity gets thrown mm-hmm. around and really when a young when a young man's starting to, to discover his own power and and typically you'll see this boys turning into men do this if they don't have some sort of male role model in their life mm-hmm. they're going to go seeking it and it may not always be in the right place it may be and that that shepherd that's really mm-hmm. you know like you said the wolf uh you know guiding them down the wrong path and not teaching them morality not teaching them how to focus we know their own individual power into righteousness and into, you know, doing fighting evil into, into focusing, bettering their society and things of that nature. Yeah. People get off the path. And I think at 
our core. We know who we are, and then we get, you know, off track, which is interesting. I was um, in a great conversation on Instagram with someone, and uh, he just said, you know, you reach a lot of people, and you're changing a lot of lives, and you're giving hope to people. I said, I didn't even know. I had no idea. He said, you were giving hope, and he said, I just want you to know that uh, you're reaching people who are in dark places, and even me, and it's it's just blew my mind. I mean, the guy was the Hell's Angels, you know? I mean, he sent me pictures. He said, burn after reading this one, man. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll delete these pictures, man. And okay. it was kind of funny. He said, you know, he said he was an 11 Bravo at one time, and he knew those values, but he lost right. his sense of who he was, and mm-hmm. he got into groupthink and got into this right. thing. So, you know, I'm not saying that... <clears throat> In gangs, you learn a lot. You learn a lot of values you didn't have at home. You didn't get, you felt, you learn about brotherhood and community and about fighting and about sticking up for yourself. And, um, but if you don't have some type of structure, some type of healthy structure, you're going to uh, lose, you know, sense of yourself, right? All right, man. So I'm going to use that as a stepping off point there to uh, talk about kind of who's, who's influencing you right now. What, who are you reading? Who's kind of shaping uh, Mike as he's stepping forward in his life? Uh, there's no one actually. Um, but early on. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was Victor Frankl. I think it was 91. Um, I read an article obituary about him and I said, who is this guy, Victor Frankl? I picked up the book and that really changed my whole life. Uh, man's search for meaning. And here's a man who was a logotherapist, right? He was a therapist, um, they worked with um, Freud, but uh, he was in a concentration camp and he'd lost his wife. And the guy, he's just a fantastic writer. Number one, he's very descriptive. Number two, his style is amazing. Number three, he's very intelligent. And number four, he comes off as very sincere. You can understand the pain he went through. And then he was able to process that. And he was talking about, we wrote about how, I think if I recall, I read it like what, 20, 20 30 years ago. He was eating onion soup and the Nazis were pulling this Jewish uh, corpse down the stairs and the head was uh, hitting each step as the body was getting dragged. He heard a thud, thud, thud. He was trying to eat and he was trying to process why he was feeling no emotion at the time. Hmm. And so I had to pick up that book and I said, this is a fascinating read, but he did something that a lot of writers don't do. And that is throw out solutions. Most people just cry, bitch, moan, vent, but they don't offer anything. And so writing for me, even, even with We Fight Monsters, was my way of giving solutions to people from my perspective. Um, I wasn't just a big, giant uh, moan session, but uh, Frankel was um, the first writer that I, I read. Colin Wilson was another who wrote The Outsider. He went off the deep end. Uh, the first book impressed me and everything after that. I didn't really care for Religion of the Rebels and the other books he wrote. But uh, his was about peak experiences and how do you induce peak experiences? How do you live at this highest level uh, where everyone is living here in the mundane? And so that's uh, been big for me. And the other one is the Bible. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in um, uh, what's out there in, in, the, in the Old New Testament. And I try to adhere to those values, uh, even though I do struggle uh, a lot with many questions that I have. But uh, that's been the biggest influence on me and my, my view on life. Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing, man. So what do you think, uh, what do you think of when you think of a warrior monk? Like you've, you've mm-hmm. got a lot of definitions, but is there uh, a certain person that comes to mind, a certain personality type? Um, well, you know, warrior today is, I think, so misused. And they said he fought cancer like a warrior or something like that. And warrior is similarly obviously experienced warfare. Um, but warrior has been around for a long time. And, um, 
the idea of a warrior is someone who is experienced in warfare, but also has some values. And I see a warrior monk is someone who's very principled. So not only are they fighting, but they've come back from a fight and understand why they had those values. So you understand something as a, uh, as a uh, newbie, right? So you're a newbie and you are taught something in the schoolroom, but you don't even know why. And it's not until you go through that grist mill that you come back and understand Wow. And I think it's really fitting, which you look at the movie Thin Red Line, at the end of the movie, one of the soldiers is talking about the experience that he had, right? I mean, right. he went through hell and he said, I'm going to live this kind of life. And he knows why he's going to live that kind of life, because he experienced everything. I mean, he experienced in that one firefight, um, you know, that, that whole tour, anyhow, um, why life was going to be what it was. So, you know, a monk lives monastically, right? A monk takes a vow of chastity or poverty or some type of thing where he's living stoically perhaps, and he is denying his body and his spirit certain things to get something else, right? So a warrior monk to me is really someone who is very principled. They understand the value of life. They understand why life is sacred, why it's important to fight for it, because they know what it means to lose it. I've seen people lose it or they've come close to losing themselves in their own combat. And I can speak from my own experiences, you know, um, so would I say I'm a warrior monk? I don't know. Someone else can give me that title. Do I try to aspire to that? Absolutely. I mean, I've been in a lot of situations where I thought, my God, you know, life is so precious precious, and uh, I'm devoted to preserving life and devoted to loving people and being the kindest, kindest person I can be because I've seen, you know, the loss of life and it's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. And, um, so we have to do all we can as a warrior monk to write about our experience, to teach others about our experience, and to learn, you know, even through our own experience. So what more can we learn? So that to me is the, you know, that uh, that that thing where the warrior monk reveres all creatures great and small is, you know, uh, like David Attenborough talks about, all creatures great and small, from the smallest ant to the largest elephant. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you know. Good quote from, from Sir Attenborough. Yeah, <laughs> right. So tell me, man, where uh, anybody who's interested in getting We Fight Monsters wants to look more into Spotter Up, where give us give us a plugs, man. Where can they go get it? Oh, I love plugs. More? <laughs> I give you all the plugs I can, man. So yeah. uh, We Fight Monsters, you can get it on Amazon. Uh -huh. But if you want to get a signed copy, go to Spotter Up Shopify. Just Google Spotter Up Shopify, or you can go to SpotterUp.com, and you can go through that link, and um, it'll take you into the portal. I will sign you a sign a copy, and I'll give you a bunch of freaking cool stickers that you'll get. I've got a billion stickers from you. I'm still slapping, <laughs> slapping around. They're places. all awesome <laughs> stickers too. So yeah, we do a lot of that. As far as plugs go, we have a great store. We have about 50 designs. They're all extremely unique. None of our designs are the shirts same. on right now. Yeah, you're wearing one right now, the Tiger Tiger. That's yeah. um, that is uh, Tiger Tiger Burning Bright. That's based on William Blake. All my mm -hmm. artwork is based off of writers, poets, uh, singers, anyone that I really truly uh, love. Um, this idea of this fusion of the warrior. Um, writer, etc. And then um, I've got another book coming out called um, We Make Ghosts, and that is a warrior's devotional. It's going to be 365 days of guidance for people. And it's really for people who are looking for something, maybe they're struggling, or maybe they're just looking for a word of the day, a message of the day. Um, so it'll have a quote that I wrote, it'll have a breakdown of that quote, and then it'll give some direction. Like, for example, if you're having suicidal thoughts, it'll have a breakdown, and then you can have a 1-800 number that it call. I just really help people out. And then the third book I'll write is called um, We Perish Loudly. So we die loudly. And that's mm -hmm. really the book is about uh, not going 
uh, going down, you know, without a fight is to let people know uh, you're, you're, you're going to fight till the, till, till the end. So thanks for letting me um, give my plug. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm look, looking forward to uh, more of that content coming out. I'm definitely, we are ghost sounds really good. I'm definitely going to be yeah. getting a copy of that once it, uh, once you get it published. Thanks Lance. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, Mike. Well, again, man, I, this took a while to make this happen, but I'm super glad that I could have you on and um, looking forward to any possible collaborations with Spotter Up in the future. And I really appreciate your time today. Sounds good, man. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right, Mike. I want to thank you again for joining me on the Warrior Monk podcast. If you guys haven't checked them out already, go check out Spotter Up's Shopify for all the t-shirts, stickers, and all the more cool stuff they've got over there. And go ahead and check out his book, we fight monsters. I really enjoyed getting through the book this year. It has some really cool content. Like I said, if you're a fan of Hagakore, Sun Tzu, any of that kind of contemplative type warrior philosophy type stuff, you'd probably enjoy it. So go check it out. And again, that's spotterup.com. If you haven't done so already, go ahead, check out the Warrior Monk podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. We'll have more content coming out in the near future. Guys, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Please feel free to hit me up with a message if you have any feedback, if you have ideas for more content in the future. And I hope the rest of your 2020 goes well. This is Lance signing out.